Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 15 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. This is Season 1 with the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts. I'm very thankful to be a part of this network. There are many podcasts that you can choose to listen to each day of the week with the Scattered Abroad Network. You can find us at scatteredabroad.org. certainly hope that you will go over to our website and check out all that we have to offer for uh, various podcasts for each day of the week. This week, we have one of our podcasters at the Scattered Abroad Network, in fact, one of the directors of the Scattered Abroad Network with us, Caleb Rutherford. Caleb, it's good to have you with us on the podcast today. Man, I appreciate the invitation. I'm always glad to, uh, glad to be here on the podcast with you. We're continuing our series on For the Love of Preaching this week, and we're going to ask Caleb some questions about preaching, uh, about how he got into preaching, etc., and we want to encourage other men who are thinking about going into preaching to do so. Caleb, before we get started, I'd like for you to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell us about your family, uh, where you live, where you preach, and uh, where you went to preaching school, etc. Yeah, so um, I, uh, again, my name is Caleb Rutherford. I was, uh, we go all the way back to when I was born. I was born in South Korea. Uh, I was adopted at six months of age. Um, I was adopted by Kevin and Vicki Rutherford. Um, they were living in Minnesota at the time. Um, then when I was like two, I think, we lived, we moved to Missouri. My dad was preaching in Missouri. He preached there for, I think, almost 19 years. Um, I grew up there. Um, I was homeschooled all the way through high school. After that, I, uh, I attended the Memphis School of Preaching with Chase. That's where you and I uh, met and became acquainted with one another and where we uh, grew close in our friendship with one another. Um, then after that, uh, after I was there for two years, my parents had then, in, like during my uh, during my second year, I guess they had moved to North Carolina, where they currently reside now. Um, and they were, um, or rather, they they were they, yeah they were they were there preaching um, in the Winston Salem area, about an hour south of Charlotte. Uh, so I moved up there, um, and I was working as the youth minister and associate uh, for the Warner's Chapel Church of Christ. Uh, there, where my dad is currently now. Um, I got married, um, shortly after, uh, we got, uh, I, I went there to, um, to Kaylin, uh, Davis, um, and her father is Joey Davis. Some of you might know him. Um, he's also a graduate of the, of the Memphis School of Preaching. He, um, he and his wife, uh, Miss Pam, they are laboring with the Roanoke Church of Christ in Roanoke, Texas, uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth, uh, area. Um, Kaylin is a graduate, um, from Freed Hardeman. Um, that is where she and I met from Memphis wasn't too far from Freed. So sometimes we would go up there and that's how, uh, she and I met. Um, but we've been married for, uh, over three years now. We have a dog named Kona. Um, and, uh, currently I'm working with the East Hill Church of Christ, uh, here in Pulaski, Tennessee. We're about an hour South of Nashville. Um, and, uh, I'm working as the associate minister, working with Brother Jonathan Burns here uh, at this good congregation. If you want to check our website out, you, you can do so at eastillchurch.org. Uh, but very blessed to be here. Uh, very blessed to work uh, this good congregation. Uh, many of you know might know Rod Rutherford. He is my grandfather. 
Uh, of course, Kevin is my dad, and then some of you may know Brett Rutherford. He was my uncle. Um, they all have been through Memphis as well. So preaching has kind of ran through our family. Um, I'm certainly blessed to be where I am at now in life, and I'm, I'm grateful for everything that's happened. Grateful for our friendship and for the for the many things that uh, we were able to, to to go through together at Memphis. Yeah, I appreciate you for sharing all that. Caleb and I got close at Memphis. Uh, both of us are really into sports, and both of us are St. Louis Cardinals fans. I always mention that. <laughs> and uh, also, we uh, we preached together for a little while mm-hmm. at Antioch Church of Christ in Halls, Tennessee, uh, for about a year or so. Yep. So as we were in school learning how to preach, and uh, we're so thankful that the Antioch Church of Christ gave us that opportunity. So a little bit of background between uh, me and Caleb there. So as we get into the the main questions, Caleb, I want to ask you first, how do you define preaching and why do you think preaching is is so needed? You know, you can go to the Internet or any dictionary and you can search the word preach, preaching obviously being, you know, the action verb um, uh, of the word preach. Um, But if you look at the word preach, um, it it literally means to proclaim or to make known. um, And they put in parentheses by a sermon. Um, another definition means to deliver, and another definition means to advocate. And I thought that that was interesting that it said the word advocate because when you go advocate for something, it means that you are basically publicly supporting um, or you're recommending um, that particular cause uh, for which you are speaking. And that's exactly what we're doing today, isn't it? As Christians, as ministers, as evangelists, we are literally advocating um, for the gospel, for the cause of Jesus Christ. You know, people ask um, me all the time, well, what do you do? What's your job? And Obviously, we could say that we are preachers, but I tend to like to use the word uh, minister or evangelist because, you know, because first and foremost, we're Christians and every single Christian ought to be someone who is a minister or an evangelist. That word minister means a servant. That word evangelist means to take the gospel to the world and not obviously you can use the word evangelist for a lot of other things, but specifically in the context of what we're talking about, it means to, you know, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to those around. Um, And so it's so important um, that we understand this idea of preaching and how and, and why we need to do it. And I think, you know, talking about the latter half of your question, um, I think it's kind of twofold. Number one, um, why do we preach? Well, there's a command for it. And you can go in Matthew, you look at Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20, Josh Cantrell, um, one of the guys on our podcast, he said this in our joint podcast in our first episode, he said it's the great commission, not the great suggestion. Um, it's something that we have been commanded to do um, by Jesus Christ, um, not just for the disciples, not just for the apostles there um, in the first century, but it's a, it's, a, it's a command that relays all the way up to us today. And should the earth continue to be here and should we be blessed to continue to live on it, um, that will always be our command to go into all the world and teach the gospel uh, to every creature, Mark chapter 16. Um, But then I also think about Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, um, talking about uh, Jesus and really his mission of why he was here in this earth, that was to seek and to save that which was lost. And I tell people all the time, that's our mission as well. We're supposed to imitate Christ, 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1. Um, And, um, you know, his, his mission was to seek and to save the lost, and that ought to be our mission as well, to get out there and to proclaim the gospel, to try to help save as many souls as possible. I think about 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, um, really the, the motto of, of the Memphis School of Preaching, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. So uh, definitely the command there that Paul was giving to young Timothy um, to go and proclaim the gospel. Um, but then I also think about, 
one more passage. I, obviously, there's many more, but one more that comes to my mind is Jeremiah 20 and verse 9, uh, where Jeremiah, you know, he's known as the weeping prophet. He, he, he went through so many things that you and I will hopefully never have to go through. Um, but he was someone who was dedicated to the cause of Christ, or not, not necessarily Christ then, but just to, he was dedicated to doing the work that God had, had laid out for him to do. And in chapter 20 and verse 9, Jeremiah said, then, then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor will I speak any more in his name. And so it's interesting there that Jeremiah, in a sense, is like, at, at one point in my life, I was done. I, I wanted to give up. I didn't want to do it anymore. But what does he say? He says, his word was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. It almost seems, not literally, but in some sense, it pained him not to speak about Jesus and not to speak about you know, what God wanted him to do. And that's how we ought to be today, not just as ministers, um, not just as those who preach the gospel, but as every single day, as you know, the name of your podcast, as everyday Christians, that ought to be the fire that's in us. It ought to pain us. It ought to hurt us to not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name. Um, so there's definitely a command to do it. But then the second answer is uh, the need. There certainly is a need for it um, because every single person in in this world needs to hear the gospel. You and I uh, needed to hear the gospel. We still need to hear the gospel. Um, and so it's certainly there for us to, to continue to grow um, and to continue to teach the gospel. But there certainly is a need for it because we can look out. Um, Jesus told his apostles, that the fields were white in the harvest there in, in Luke, I think it's Luke chapter nine. Uh, he said that the fields are white unto harvest. Um, and so we need to make sure that we go out and we, we teach the gospel to those around us. What prompted you specifically to get into preaching, Caleb? You know, it's interesting you asked that because you would think from, you know, I'm, I'm the third generation of, of, of preachers in, in my family. You would think that it was kind of just the natural next step for me to go do it. And I'm going to talk about that idea um, a little bit later on in one of your other questions. But it was something, I think, because it was almost like your grandfather preached, your father preached, now it's your turn to preach. I didn't really want to do it. You know, I just kind of, I didn't want to be that guy, the next guy in line to just stand up and preach just because my father, my grandfather preached. Now they had never pushed me to do it. They never, ever said, you have to go to Memphis. You have to stand in the pulpit every single Sunday. They certainly did not do that. It was a choice that I made on my own, but I credit that to a few things. First, I, um, one of the things I credit it to is foundations. Um, the, this, this, the camp that, um, the summer camp that is run by MSOP, um, that was really kind of one of my first big introductions to the school. We'd gone to the lectureship before every, um, in years past, but I got, that was one of my big interactions of the school uh, was foundations, that summer camp there. Um, but it certainly, um, I, 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 as I, the older I got, the more ma- mature I, I became and the more I saw the need for the gospel, like I mentioned just a minute ago, I saw the need for the gospel to go into all the world. Um, I, I knew that, and you know, it, it, with anything, if you put your heart and your mind into it, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and I knew that this was something that needed to be done. It was something that I wanted to do the older that I got. And so, and I saw the need for it. And so um, I had just made up my mind after school, I was going to go to the school of preaching. And then I was going to get into ministry in some form or fashion, um, you know, after the school of preaching. And so I guess in a sense, that's kind of what got me into it. Yeah, it's always interesting that, uh, you know, we, we sometimes call it legacy preachers. In the sense that, <laughs> right. That, uh, you had parent or, you know, you had a dad, uh, maybe a granddad, maybe even a great grandfather 
uh, who preached. And, and so it's kind of assumed that you will go into preaching too. And I have uh, Michael Clark in this series as well. And his, his dad and granddad also preached. And, you know, sometimes you, you see guys who kind of like that legacy and, and really want to go into preaching. And then you have other guys who are kind of more resistant at sure. first, like you said. Right. You still ended up preaching, which is great. So I'm definitely glad that you did. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you, you do a lot of good work in the kingdom. So, all right. Well, my next question is, tell me about your experience at preaching school at Memphis. <laughs> This this is a good question. Um, you know, as I was as I was preparing for this, I guess um, I, so many things ran through my mind. You know, so many stories. Of course, you, and you and everything I, I'm about to say, you know, because we were literally there together. Felt like we did a lot of stuff together. Um, you sat, you know, six feet in front of me <laughs> um, while we were in class. Um, you know, one of the first words that comes to my mind when, when talking about my experience at the school preaching is the word difficult. And I think a lot of people would, would say that as well. It is, it's, it's difficult. Um, it it takes hard effort. It takes hard work. It takes diligence. Um, but it's so rewarding, um, because at the end of the day, you get to look back at what you did and you realize and understand that you get to open up the word of God and study it every single day for two years. You know, not many people are able to say that they can do that. Um, We have the greatest book that's ever been written. It has the greatest message that man needs to hear. And we were privileged and honored to be able to sit at the feet of seasoned and and wise men who have studied the book for years, teach us, and we got to soak that in. And so what an opportunity um, it, it, it is. Um, and I saw it as a growth opportunity to grow um, spiritually, to grow in maturity, to grow in ability, um, to grow in knowledge, um, to grow in you know in relationships and friendships with one another. Um, and I, and I'll t- and I think you might say this too, but you you gain some of your best friendships and closest friendships through the school of preaching um, with the instructors and with your classmates, with people who were in class before you and after you. You know, it, it's it's crazy uh, how how all that ends up working out. Um, but certainly, it was a a, a wonderful experience. Um, I'm grateful for the chance that I had to go. I'm grateful to my supporters who supported me um, going through school. Um, and I'm just thankful for for the instructors, but ultimately thankful to God uh, for the opportunity. Wonderful memories for sure. I, I loved preaching school. Right. I, I would not take it back for anything. Right. I, I, in some ways, I'd kind of like to go back. But, uh, <laughs> in some ways, not. Because it was difficult, like right. I mentioned. But it was definitely worth it and wonderful relationships we built and, and networking with other faithful preachers and just a absolutely outstanding experience i would highly highly recommend it if somebody's thinking about it sure so and that's that's kind of why we're doing this this series uh, for the love of preaching well we got about five five or six minutes left and with that five or six minutes i'd like to ask a couple more questions number one if a brother in christ were to ask you whether or not you recommend going into preaching what would you tell him and then the second question is, what advice do you have for somebody who's thinking about going into preaching? It's a great question, Chase. Um, if if someone was, if a brother in Christ was wanting to, or 
let me rephrase this. I'm, I read your question wrong. Let me rephrase this. If a brother in Christ were to ask you whether or not you recommend going into preaching, what would I tell him? I would tell him this. I would say that if you are willing to put forth your best effort in this work, then 1000% yes, get into it. But I would say that also this, if it's just another step in your life that you just think that, yeah, this might be good. I'll give my, I'll give, I'll give it, I'll give it a shot. Um, that's not what it's about. You know, this is about putting forth all of the hard work and effort that you can muster into studying the Bible and into proclaiming the gospel and into evangelizing uh, to souls. And, you know, there's so much that goes into ministry. And I think some people don't realize that a lot of people and, and, you know, Chase, I know you've heard this. People think that you, you know, you work two days a week, right? Sunday and Sunday and Wednesday. Um, there's just so much that goes on that people don't understand and people don't realize uh, until they actually get into ministry. It's something that you will never understand um, until you do get into ministry. Um, and so it, it's, it takes so much effort and work, but it's also, like I said, it's one of the most rewarding works too. Um, and so if that is something that you are willing to do, if you're willing to put forth that effort, put forth that diligence, then yes, get into it. But if you just think that it's just another stepping stone in life to get you somewhere else, that's not what this work is about. Uh, this work requires your full heart, soul, mind, and strength in order to do it successfully and do it the way that God would have you to do it. Yeah, it's definitely not for the faint of heart, for sure. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, and then I think about I think about your next question. What advice do you have for someone who's thinking about preaching? Um, don't do it. No, I'm, to- I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm, to- I'm totally joking. No, um, a couple, couple things, a couple pieces of advice. I would say this: number one, start preaching right now. And that was one thing that I failed to do before I went to preaching school. I was, I was so scared to get into the pulpit. I just, I, I wasn't. Gonna, I think I preached twice, maybe before I went to preaching school. If I could tell, if I could tell you right now, preach as much as you can. Take advantage of every opportunity. I promise you, there are congregations in your area, smaller congregations who don't have full time preachers. Reach out to them. Say, hey, I would be. I'm getting ready to go to preaching school. I, if you would be so willing, let me come and come come and preach for you. Let me get some practice in, um, and that would help you greatly. Um, the second thing I would say is study, learn how to study, be ready to study, be willing to put in that effort because you're going to be doing it so much, even in preaching school, but then even also out of preaching school, um, as well. And then the last thing I would say, this, um, comes kind of out of second Timothy two and verse 15, make up your mind. Like I said this before, make up your mind that you're going to work hard, make up your mind that you're going to put in that effort to be the servant that God would have you to be second Timothy two and verse 15, be diligent to present thyself a workman for God. So it's so important that we make sure that we put forth that effort, put forth that diligence um, into the greatest work on this earth. Good stuff, Caleb. I, I really appreciate you uh, for coming on the podcast today and sharing all this. And, and I hope that we encourage somebody who's thinking about doing this uh, to go to preaching school, whether that's Memphis or whether that's you know another faithful uh, preaching school or, or college and, and get in into this because it is truly a rewarding profession, uh, not only just uh, profession wise, but we're actually impacting people's souls. And, and that's the most important thing. Right. No, you're exactly right. Well, I appreciate you for being on the podcast today. I appreciate, appreciate the invitation, ma'am. Don't forget to uh, visit us at scatteredabroad.org again. There you can find Caleb's podcast, uh, the Transformed podcast, which drops every Tuesday. And again, we have other podcasts for for your listening uh, each day of the week. 
and we hope that you'll check us out. We also hope that you will share our podcast on social media. Uh, send it in a message to your friends who you, you think might be interested in this and also uh, give us ratings in the app store and follow us on our social media accounts. We would appreciate that very much uh, to help us as we grow this network. Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast. And Lord willing, next week we will continue our series on For the Love of Preaching. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.